Hello and welcome to the Meet the MS Business Analytics Ambassadors, a conversation dedicated to providing prospective students with an opportunity to hear from our current students. My name is Aaron Shaw. I'm the Assistant Director of Recruitment for our full-time MBA and MS programs here at the University at Buffalo School of Management. And I'll be co-hosting along with the MS Business Analytics Program Director, Professor Dominic Saletto. Dominic, welcome. Thank you for joining me. Thank you. I please welcome or join me in welcoming the stars of today's show, Yunjin and Jingting, our current student ambassadors. Guys, welcome and thank you for being here. Thank you. So a couple segments uh, have come and gone at this point, and we covered things like community um, and network and culture and um, curriculum and so on and so forth. But this particular segment is going to go beyond the academics and focus on you, uh, because ultimately we're after uh, a small window into you, the person, and getting to know you on, on a personal level. So if you're ready, let's talk about that stuff. Uh, talk about the stuff that's not going to be available to somebody who's reading your bio. First up, what do you love about Buffalo? And on the flip side of that, what's your least favorite aspect? Um, so I love the snow. Um, I'm a December baby. So seeing the snow means that, hey, birthday is almost coming up. Yet my least favorite aspect would be waking up in the morning, cold, and then having to remove snow from my car. And then talking about car, um, because it came from the city, Buffalo would be, um, I would say, harder to get yourself around without a car. Um, but luckily, being in Buffalo, there are NFTA, there are UB's bus, buses, and there are Metro Rails. And um, now there's Uber, which is popular for getting us all around. You know, we'll add to that. <laughs> so like my favorite part is like supporting local. I think this is really unique things to, uh, in Buffalo. And like they have a lot of like Buffalo artists in market, like farmers market and stuff. So I really, I really enjoy like um, visiting there and like buying unique stuff. And also like my least favorite part would be like chicken wing pride. Cause um, I did not like, um, so I went to the chicken wing place and I did not mess up, want to like mess up my finger. So I used fork and knife and like random stranger came to me and says use finger. And like, he literally demonstrated how to eat the chicken wing with the finger for like a few minutes. So like, which that really annoyed me. Well, maybe like he got a little drunken or like, um, maybe I was bothering him using not like not using finger like yeah that was the least like favorite parts uh yeah, but, see yeah, go ahead Aaron yeah I was gonna say you know if, if I could choose one word to describe the people of Buffalo I, I would choose passion uh, or passionate right and, and so uh, that guy sounds like he was a little bit of aggressive in terms of his approach but I understand where he's coming from, you know, as far as um, how, yeah, how Buffalo folks uh, view the chicken wing, you know, and, and how it, how it should be eaten. And maybe most importantly, the, the condiment that you're in their eyes supposed to use along with chicken rings. Right. So it, it's gotta be, it's gotta be blue cheese, you know, shame on you if you use ranch or anything else. Uh, so again, I don't agree with his approach, but I understand uh, his passion, I guess. I have eaten a chicken wing with a fork before. Sure. 
<laughs> Not always, yeah. but I have. So you are in company with with somebody who would have also gotten told how to eat a chicken wing. There's a there's a food pride here, and it's interesting, right? Um, there's always a food war going on, and I think that's a thing that's interesting um, in Buffalo. Um, and even around, right? Like Buffalo is big on chicken wings, right? Um, Rochester has their cuisine that's called, that's uh, the garbage plate, I believe, is what they have out in Rochester. And then, of course, New York City is big on the, um, on the, on the, the pizza, right? The, the uh, uh, thin crust kind of style of pizza. Um, if you go up to Canada, you can get uh, Canadian poutine, right? Uh, and, and so there's, there's quite a lot of food and you'll find that people get very passionate about food. Um, now I'm hungry. <laughs> uh, good, good. I understand that though. All right. So kind of, uh, uh, if, if, uh, if you had to guess or you had to guess, you had to pick, what's your favorite place in the world? Um, um, my favorite place would be like anywhere has good food because like I can I'll literally eat anything that is food whether like that is like really smelly or like bitter like I love exploring all different culture of food so yeah any, anywhere like has good food. I, I sense a, a theme here. Uh, definitely a theme a food theme <laughs> and it's making me even more hungry. Yes. <laughs> Yunjae, I'm curious if you could share uh, if you had to make a recommendation on a South Korean dish. Um, Uchon would be my first choice because they have um, Korean barbecue um, grill there. So that's my first choice. And my second choice would be Koreana, which is uh, right next to the DMB in, um, in Buffalo. They have they have a really good um, Korean Chinese um, Koreanized Chinese food noodle, which is black noodle, and also like um, Koreanized like Chinese um, chicken, um, fried chicken as well. So um, I really, I highly recommend to have like noodles and also fried chicken there. And also like don't um, I hate the um, Korean place at um, comments at UB because like a lot of people are visiting there, but like honestly like that's not the like um, authentic taste. I I cannot really really say that is like. Korean authentic food so yeah well like it's good to like grab and grab food and go um, go to library and study so like it's really convenient but like if you want to like explore real Korean food don't go there very good noted uh Jing Ting favorite place in the world um I have to say I used to want to visit France, Paris. It was until I studied French 101 and 102 that I gave up <laughs> visiting France because it's too hard for me. Um, I would have to say right now it would be China. Um, mm. There's a lot of food in China too. <laughs> and China is very big. There's a lot of natural scenes to visit. And a lot of my friends that I made um, in UB during my undergrad period and during my graduate period would be from China. Um, so I did plan several trips with them. When I visit China, they could take me out for fun. Cool. Very cool. You can still go to France. You don't need to. 
I went, I was, I, so I visited Paris once when I was, when I was younger and, uh, it, it's beautiful, right? Uh, really, really wonderful, uh, uh, crepe restaurants in Paris. <laughs> That's so I would still recommend visiting it. Maybe, maybe on, on, uh, uh, you could go after you graduate, you'll go and stop in France and get some food and then continue on across to, to China to visit your friends. <laughs> I'm on my way to meet some French speaking friends that could take me on a tour. Nice, nice, wonderful, wonderful. That's the right way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like there's, there's some kind of motivational, uh, quote I can provide here in some shape or form. And that's, yeah, it, don't, don't put limitations on yourself. You know, if, mm. if you want to go to France, go to France. Uh, you don't have to be fluent in the language to enjoy uh, the environment, the culture, uh, and all that France has to offer. Um, and, and take that and apply it to anything, right? Don't, don't put limitations on yourself. Um, if it's something that you desire to do, just go for it. Yeah. Um, just unless that thing is to eat chicken wings with the fork, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, if you want to do that, do that as well. Do that and do that because you know what? You won't get your hands dirty. That's fine. seriously. And that sauce so, is hard to wash off. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. Um, okay. Moving on to our final question here. And hopefully my hope here is that we're pivoting away from food. Maybe. Maybe we'll, we'll see. Um, but when you graduate, what is the one thing you'll miss about UB? Does it have to be one thing? No. So um, I think I'll miss all the things that I used to have access to being a UB student. So that would include um, student discounts, um, libraries. So all the textbooks that are free out there different networking events that, for example, Amy um, planned out and just basic social events around here. I do want to jump in, uh, Yoonjin. I, I definitely want to hear your answer, but going back to what we talked about in a previous segment, a lot of these resources are lifelong, right? So just because you've graduated and moved on to uh, doing whatever super successful thing you're going to be doing in your awesome careers, um, doesn't mean that you're not still connected to the university. And I think that's super important, right? To talk about whether it is what the Career Resource Center has to offer, whether it is the expansive uh, alumni network or opportunities to reconnect through those happy hour networking type of events. Those never go away. That, those are all lifelong. Yunjin, you want to jump in? What, what are you going to miss most? I mean, I seriously want to pivot a little bit for other than food, but like all I can think of is like just food. <laughs> so like, I think I it's definitely, <laughs> definitely going to miss like Jacob's Tim Tim Horton ice cap, Oreo ice cap, because like, um, I, I don't think like Tim Horton is everywhere in um, United States. I think this is like really unique things in Buffalo and Canada, if I'm uh, knowing correctly. So I, I'm going to miss those ice cap. Cause that's that that's my lifesaver in the morning, and um, I think I could also um, miss all my peers because um, we meet every single day and like whenever we have class. So I think I I will definitely miss gonna miss them like having um good fun time with them. Yeah, absolutely. 
I, I promise you, you won't miss the Tim Hortons line though, or trying to navigate yeah. <laughs> to get in line. <laughs> it's uh, it's something that's uh, captivated me for the longest time. And uh, I think some research probably should be done on it at some point. You know, when is the best time of day to get in the Tim Hortons line? In the okay. clock, <laughs> 8 a.m. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that, you know, that's interesting because that falls right in line with uh, when you want to be here to get a parking spot. Parking spot, yes. <laughs> so they, they all are interconnected in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> okay. Well, that's going to do it for us here today uh, on this particular segment. Uh, I do want to just pull my screen up real quick, share that once again. And like I said, that's, that's, that's it for us. Uh, and so Dominic, thank you as always for joining. Yunjin, Jinting, thank you for providing us with a small window into your lives um, and the things that you love, uh, hate or indifferent about uh, in terms of UB. Um, and to our audience, we're glad that you're considering the UB MS Business Analytics Program. We wanna hear from you, so stay connected. You can use your cell phone's camera to access the links associated with the QR code on your screen. Once you're there, you'll find opportunities to access our digital library, where this conversation and so many more are archived. Schedule a one-on-one -on -one admissions advising session, register for a recruiting event, browse our website or our social media, and so, so much more. We look forward to future conversations and the potential of welcoming you to the UB School of Management family. Take care and goodbye for now.